Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the latest edition of the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women who use their gifts for God's glory. This week, we want to give you a two-for-one. Faith power couple Allie and Will Jefferson, uh, they host the Godspot podcast and also run the Elevated Faith community on Facebook. They join us this week for a great conversation. But before we get to that uh, conversation, let's open up with our Devotions with Dave segment. We're going to be reading out of Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 33. Uh, as we talk about spirit-guided relationships. Now, we are headed into the Valentine's Day season. A lot of dates, a lot of romance, and a lot of people quoting things out of Song of Solomon or even 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But here, as we want to focus on husbands and wives going into this week, we want you to focus on your marriage relationship because it is the most important ministry and most important relationship that husbands and wives will ever have. So let's dive into Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 to 33. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 21. And further, submit to one another at a reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church, without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, I know that there are a lot of guys that they like to look at verses 22, 23, and 24 and use that as kind of a way to exalt themselves. But there's only three verses there that really talk about the husband, or about the wives. The rest of this passage is addressing the husband directly. It's not about exalting one over the other. The husband is not more important than the wife. The wife is not more important than the husband because they are one. And they have different roles, different duties, different responsibilities within a godly marriage. Husbands, you're called to love your wives as Christ loved the church, being willing to lay down your life for your wife. It's not just about one submitting to the other. And submission is not being overrun or overtaken. It's not about being a weakling or being a slave or anything like that. That's not what this means. Two become one. 
And as it says, loving your wife is like loving yourself because you are one. You're together. You're in this battle together. You're in this relationship, this intimate relationship together. The most important ministry that you have, the most important relationship you have is your marriage for those who are married. When you pour into your marriage, you will be pouring into your children because they will see exactly what it means to be truly intimate. And I'm not talking about the sexual aspect. I'm talking about the intimacy, the closeness, the serving one another, the Christ-like relationship that you have within your marriage, that is going to pour into your kids more than focusing on your kids ever will. A lot of parents go wrong in putting everything they have into their kids and then neglecting their marriage. But when you pour into your marriage, you're leaving a legacy that is far more important. Your kids are important, absolutely, but your marriage is more important because you're teaching your kids so many important lessons in how you handle your marriage. Fellas, The way you handle your marriage is teaching your daughters what they should look for in their husband. You're teaching your boys what kind of man they should be. Ladies, how you handle your marriage, how you treat your marriage is showing your daughters what kind of wife they should be and what kind of husband your son should be and what kind of wife your son should be looking for. So you're modeling And through your modeling, you are ministering to your kids and building that next generation so that they know what to expect and what to look for. So that's why you got to pour into your marriage, pour into each other, serve each other, find time to invest in one another. It's so important. And it's more than just being submissive to one another. It's serving one another. It's caring for one another, carrying each other's burdens, loving each other like Christ loves us. So focus on your marriage this week and all weeks, not just for Valentine's Day, not just because it's a romantic hallmark weekend. Focus on your marriage because it's your most important ministry, it's your most important relationship. So again, that's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 to 33. Paul just outlining it right there for us, how to have a spirit-guided relationship between husband and wife. So important, invest in it and spend some time in the Word and and truly get a grasp for what God's design for marriage is between a man and a woman, between husband and wife. So that was our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, Let's get on to our conversation with Will and Allie Jefferson of the Elevated Faith Godspot community on Facebook, also the co-hosts of the Godspot podcast, of which I was a a guest back in the summer. Uh, They had a a special co-host, Rico Lane from the Blessed Money podcast, asking the questions. But for Will and Allie, I'm going to turn the tables on those two, and I'm going to be asking all the questions in our conversation here. So be uh, be sure to follow them, uh, their podcast, The Godspot Podcast, Elevated Faith Community on Facebook as well. Those links are all in the show notes. And now here's our conversation with Allie and Will Jefferson on the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women who use their gifts for God's glory. And we are back on the Gifts for Glory podcast. I am Dave Ebert, and I'm now joined all the way from California, out on the West Coast, by uh, Will and Allie Jefferson, or Allie and Will Jefferson, if we go ladies first. Uh, They are the hosts (laughs) of the Godspot podcast. And uh, they also uh, operate Elevated Faith, 
Uh, we've got the links to their Facebook group and also to find their podcast in the show notes. Uh, so Allie and Will, welcome to the Gift Struggler Podcast. How are you? We're good. Thank you for having us, Dave. I'm excited. Thank you. Yes, um, we're, we're excited to uh, to actually be on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> 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 we have to do all the talking. You know, oh, my podcast. gosh. Uh, so you haven't listened to my podcast. So you know that I asked the question. And I just let you run. So you guys oh, still will be doing no. a lot of the talking. <laughs> Why did you tell him that? <laughs> So, so I get to run. Oh, I get to run my race. I guess that's what he gets to say. do it. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Hey. <laughs> so I was actually on an episode of the Godspot podcast. Mm-hmm. I believe in uh, it was over the summer. Uh, so it's been a while. Was it uh, we had, yeah. We had Rico yeah. Suave Lane. Uh, Woo, Rico <laughs> from Blessedemony. So uh, he and I are going to hook up sometime uh, this year. Uh, I'll be on his and I'll probably have him on mine. Uh, nice. But I want to return the favor to you guys, bring you guys on, talk about uh, the Godspot, and also talk about uh, everything uh, else that brought you guys to where you're at. Uh, so first, let's talk about the Godspot. What is the podcast? What's the mission? How to start? Oh, my gosh. Um this is definitely, um, it's been um, just the hand of God, definitely. When we started out, um, I think we were, we had. We, I was a part of it, so we, <laughs> I wasn't part of it. <laughs> the Lord had just been prompting some things because it was right in the middle of it was you know even before the pandemic and all that but it was you know the Lord had been speaking to me and um about doing a podcast and for anybody that personally knows me that's really a stretch for me because to be out there even just to you know talk like publicly mm-hmm. you not even being seen it's a real stretch it really is and so it's just like oh my goodness and so but I've been looking through my social media and it was just you know just kind of getting kind of sad you know just mm-hmm. a lot of just stuff and so I was just like Lord how can we bring you know light to this how can we change this and so um at that point it was like do a podcast And I had tried to do a podcast prior to this, but it really, I, you know, the Lord just revealed to me, it wasn't that timing. It wasn't for that. He had something set specifically, you know, and the timing, it just wasn't that time. So that didn't work out, but then this came along. And so I don't know how we were, how we we were at lunch one day and we were talking about, you know, it was like, yeah, through a podcast, we could spread the gospel, you know, and our personalities was like, we don't have to get heavy, you know, with it. We just, we want to be able to invite anyone that hears it just feels welcomed and feels God's love, not judged, not condemn that kind of thing. So we discuss, we end up, dis, dis, we discuss anything and everything. So, but we bring God's word to it. How does God's word apply to that? How does it apply to you? Mm-hmm. And so God's, but I think Will and I were discussing it and. Oh, that's how we got the name. We were, that's how we, we got, got the to, name of yeah, it. We yeah. And so um, we were like, well, we're going to be talking, you know, talking things, uh, you know, talking of the word. Um and it's going to be in this particular form. So how about the God spot? I was like, oh, that's it. Oh my gosh. The God <laughs> spot. That is so perfect. You know? And so from there, um, you know, we started in with, with, I, I had another host and we started in my dining room, not know, I, 
I don't know nothing <laughs> podcast. I don't know anything. We just, Lord, we're trusting you and we're just going to do this, you know? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> But you know what? God Tam was in it and he said, it's okay. Even if it doesn't, you know what? And the Lord spoke to me one day and said, if you just reach one person, that just one person, it's worth it, right? And so I'm like, you know what? That's where I forget the technicalities, forget all that. We're just we're doing it. And we're just going to reach out and we're just going to just spread the gospel. We're just going to, you know, show how God works in our lives when we come to him and we're obedient and when we love him and we allow him to love us, you know? And people would ask, uh, especially when they saw the logo and we started designing and looking at the logo. And I think she came up with it and I looked at it and I was like, that's perfect, a target over the the. Yeah. Over the cross, and people are like, "Why you put a target on the cross?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest thing. People were, were we really got a lot of flack yeah. for putting a target on the cross, and I I would say because that's where you're supposed to be aiming for. That's the You aim through the cross. You told you you, you got to go through the cross, and so you aim to shoot through the cross. Yeah. So, and then you, your focus should be on going through the cross. Going so that's that cross. that's where we came up with that the the logo and um, yeah. that's what it means for those who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> have, why we have a target on the cross because our focus is supposed to be going through the cross, supposed to be going to the cross. Yeah. And so here, I mean, we're a year in, you know, um, it's been a little topsy-turvy a little bit. We, you know, like any podcast, we take our breaks and, you know, just kind of take a rest and hear from the Lord where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do. And so here we are now in 2021, and so um, we're just getting ready to just come on and just be strong, be even stronger. So <laughs> do we have all the kinks and everything? Right? No, no, we still don't know. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we are thinking about for a thing, but God is working on it. I think uh, one of the things we talked about was, are we ready to actually start doing uh, actual video um, God spot? <laughs> this is uh, just a podcast thing, and and so yeah, the old YouTube and the, the we've been asked, so that's why it's it's coming out. And, so we're, we're gonna work. Through, we're gonna that. work through that. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of you know investing in that and and doing the thing. So we're we're doing it. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it came about because of uh, uh, we started doing the Facebook live thing, and all of a sudden people start asking us to do. Yeah, we've done a couple of Facebook lives, but sometimes you don't get as much as a response as, you know, when you're taking, when you have an actual YouTube channel set up and that kind of thing. So I think that's going to be in the near future, um, you know, for people to come on and just kind of, you know, watch the videos at their leisure. Because, you know, not all the time with Facebook do you, you know, it's like once you're live, you're live and then it's gone. But, you know, at least with YouTube, you still get that feeling like, hey, I want to go back and see that video I watched a couple of weeks of, you know, that came on a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I'm not telling you nothing. You don't already know. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a, a YouTube channel set up that we can, um, uh, not, yet. not yet in the near future. I'll oh, we'll, we have, we'll update. <laughs> oh, we have elevated faith on Facebook and yeah. all the other yeah, and we, you know, of course, you know, we're on Instagram as well. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so YouTube will be the next. We're, we're coming along slow and steady. Slow and steady. <laughs> and it's a great logo, too. You brought it up, and uh, it literally has the, the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, when, yeah, my, um, our previous co-host, when we were coming up with the God spot and we were developing things, he had, had given me something and, you know, I'm not, when it comes to graphics and those kind of things, like I don't necessarily know how to design them, but when you have the vision, you can tell someone like, this is what I want to see and this is what it is. And so he had given me something prior to that. And I was like, no, that's not it. That's definitely not it. And then when he came up, he's like, well, what do you want? And I go, it has to be like, look this way. And so he came up with that and I was like, that's it. Boom. We're going with that. That is it. Yeah. And I I have to be honest, there's sometimes, you know, the enemy can get in your head and kind of, you know, try to cast doubt because I had even talked to Will one time. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I should consider maybe changing the logo or, you know, changing it. And he's like, what? Where is that even coming from? I go, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. It's just, it's perfect. So I'm not touching that. I'm not touching it. So we'll have the, the links in the show notes so everyone can find the Godspot and also the Facebook yes. group okay. and uh, Elevated Faith. Uh, speaking of Elevated Faith, let's talk about your Elevated Faith. Uh, we'll uh, start with Allie, ladies first. Oh. Allie, how did you find the Lord and uh, uh, how did uh, you accept Jesus as your Savior? What uh, uh, influenced that? Oh, wow. Um, well, to be honest, um, when I first I first accepted Christ um, at the age of about 17 years old, I was about 17. I was living with my dad and my stepmom. Um, the only thing with that is it was never explained to me why I should. Um, what was the importance of that? And if it was, I didn't pay attention to it. I just, I was at church with her one, one Sunday and they did an altar call and I saw people going up and I felt that that was the thing to do. And I did it, but not truly understanding why, you, you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, we do it. Sometimes we do those things out of, you know, oh, everyone else is. Sometimes it is. Um, it is the Holy Spirit pushing you, but yet it takes the after care of someone walking you through that journey saying this is why and this is the importance and those kind of things and so long story short you know I did that at the age of 17 and then um you know live life and just you know the school of hard knocks a lot of that um and when I reflect back now I know that because of that first acceptance and first coming to God's hand was definitely on me that whole, my whole journey through. And he's protected me and brought me through a lot of stuff. I shouldn't even be here today, you know, even saying, you know, talking about. And so um, later in my later years, um, um, you know, a lot happened. Will and I, we, you know, we got reconnected. We're old friends. Um, We got reconnected, got married, but I wasn't in church. I wasn't, yeah, not doing none of that. And so um, we've based up here where we're at in the high desert in in California. um, We went to, got connected to a church in our, in our local area here. And it was at that point that I rededicated and still there was a lot of remnant stuff that was there. So it was still not really a whole, I don't feel like it was a whole, um, this is my Jesus moment, but it was the beginning. And so um, 
we, you know, served in that church. I, you know, rededicated my life and just slowly just started coming and developing a relationship, you know, with, with God. Um, after it was just so much that we could do at that church, we felt a calling that, you know, the Lord was calling us to something bigger and deeper. And so we did leave. We did leave. We found another church, got connected. And that was when the real inner healing for me started because we did, we would do go to these things called encounter weekends. And those were meant, you know, for you to go and experience the Lord and, you know, just really, really press into what he wants for you. And it was there that I started receiving that inner healing for all my brokenness and everything that I experienced. And so from there, I, I mean, I, what she's talking about is that, <laughs> that, that Jacob experience um, when he got his name changed from Jacob to Israel. Yeah. And so um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, healing came out of that. A lot of admitting and acknowledging because you can't heal what you don't acknowledge. And so mm-hmm. once all that, you know, and God just says, give it to me, you know, we're holding on so tight to it. Cause we've, we, you know, I'm already like in my, what was I already in my forties? Oh, yeah. We were already late thirties coming into late our forties. Yeah. And so I carried this, you know, a lot of this stuff for so long. How do you even know to dig deep to, you know, give it to him, you know, but he's like, um, I, I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> me anytime now <laughs> i think that's one of the hardest things to do is uh is a, an adult um an adult especially at 30 years you know 30 years old and you, and you have to go in and start healing from the things that yeah it, it's it's heavy that's, yeah it, it's, it's lot, heavy though. it's a lot um and so just from there though and just you know growing in the lord and just it has it always been perfect no of course not but you know god's grace and his mercy is what keeps me you know, even now, like right now in the middle of this pandemic, it's a struggle. You know, it is a struggle because I've come to realize like I'm normally an I'm normally an introvert, but I am missing out on, you know, actually coming in on a Sunday and fellowshipping with other people like we have online, but it's still not quite the same, you know, so I do miss mm-hmm. that complete understanding of what God really made us for. And that's, you know, relationship and that companionship, you know? And so um, I don't know what's in the future. Only God knows that, but I stay on the path of following him and getting in his word and listening and being obedient and, you know, just trying to live that life, you know, and taking it in. That's all I could say. A lot of people, you mentioned the Jesus moment, and some people, they have that, you know, the heavens are opening up, the light shines down, and, and it's like, yes, Lord, you're real. Uh, and then there's other people who one of my former pastors call is they're in their crock pot. They slowly mm. simmer, uh, mm-hmm. you know, got to cook down, got to break down a little bit, and then yeah. eventually you get to the point where you're ready. Yeah. And it sounds like your story is more of the, the crock pot where you're just sitting there in the seasonings, just marinating, mm-hmm. bubbling, simmering. And then finally there's like, okay, the light clicks and, and, you know, let's go with it. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it felt like. You know what? Um, that's what it felt like because I was like, 
wow. I mean, and each time that we went to an encounter, because that was part, that was our ministry at one point where we were leaders at these encounters. And even as leaders, we still were able to tap into God that weekend and like, show me something different that I, you know, that I missed, but you know, and you're waiting for, and he would pinpoint it out every time. I'd be like, oh man, you know? Something, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so when pastor would be like, so did anybody, yes, I got something out of this weekend. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes the Holy Spirit's treating us like a, a, like a voodoo doll. He knows what that little sin is, and he just puts that, little, that pin right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I remember my the very first one. I was in a car where I didn't know anybody. You know, I knew no, I knew two. I knew two people, but other than that, I knew knew them, but I didn't know them. And so we're on our way up the mountain to go to this getaway. And all I re- I mean, I can clearly remember the ride up, and I'm sitting in the back. And all I kept just in my mind, I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know what this weekend consists of. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm open. I'm just, okay, just, you know, I'm open to whatever's going to happen. And clearly within like the second worship song that played, I was flat on my face. So, yeah. Yeah, it was. And see, after we became, you know, after we got in the ministry, we understood like we, yeah, there's, it's just not like, oh, we're going to go away for a weekend. Like you're praying, you know, you're praying for the attendees that's coming. You're praying, you know, for the Lord to show up. You're just, you know, you're praying and fasting and just, it's a lot of preparation that goes into that. It's just not like a, you know, kumbaya kind of get together, you know? <laughs> Although you kumbaya after it, you know, cause you're like, yes, everybody's free. Amen. You know, but yeah. So that's kind of my, that that's that's my thing so and here i am so any or uh, all those years of, of like the brokenness you're you're coming up was there was it more like choices that happened or things that happened to you during that time a combination of both it was a combination of both in my early years as a as as a child um coming into not quite teen well almost teen till about 12 maybe from say about maybe five to about the uh say about 12 and then being old enough to speak out and that kind of thing um so that was things that happened to me not by choice and then because of the things that happened to me not by choice spilled into me making choices making choices that weren't healthy choices because of a result of that thing and that's what people need to understand that you know hurt people hurt people because you know they don't you know yeah that's another whole podcast we could go to right (laughs) that is another whole podcast but that's what you know that became you know well why are you so angry all the time i'm not angry well yeah you had a little girl in there that was violated you're angry you know that that kind of stuff so definitely Mm, absolutely All right. Well, Will, you're up. Let's hear, how did you find Jesus? How did uh, Jesus finally get a hold of you? Well, (laughs) to start off with my, my father and, and, and grandparents and, and so forth, I was always in a church because my father was a preacher. My grandparents was a reverend. So, and my grandmother, you know, I'm not telling my age back then, but um, (laughs) 
my grandmother was one of those, uh, the head usher. <laughs> and the head usher that would, where, if you messed up, if you were chewing gum <laughs> in church, <laughs> you definitely would be in trouble <laughs> and get your hands spanked. So I was, I, I was um, taken to church more than not just every Sunday, but probably three, four times during the week as well. So I grew up in a church. Now, that doesn't mean I was a great kid either. <laughs> but um, I, I grew up in a church, and there was a time in my life where I actually, even in the church, I, I was a, we call it, junior deacon. Um, I knew all 66 uh, of the, all 66 chapters of the Bible, and I could name them in, in order. All the 66 books, I'm sorry. The 66 books, I can name them in order. Now I, get, <laughs> now, now I get kind of confused with it because I'm probably old age, but I don't know. But oh, I used to be able to do those things when I was young, you know, in, in Bible school, Bible study and all that. Whatever they call it. What do they call it? It's Bible school, right? I didn't go, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't grow up in the church. I don't know. <laughs> but in, um, in Bible school, you know, you used to have these contests, and I would win a lot of those contests. I used to be a junior deacon, so I grew up in a church. So, so you're talking about saved. I was saved at a very young age, but then there came a time in my life where my family was going through things, and my mom and dad had split up. And then there was a time in my life where I just went say, "Hey, it's time for me to do my own thing," and I kind of like walked away from the church. You know, and people say, "Can you?" There's this old age question out there: Can you lose your salvation? Well, I'm for one that says you can't lose your salvation, but can you walk away from it? Yes, and I'll tell you my story. See if you you can walk away from it. Um, so being that I, you know, um, in the church, and then I got into eventually um, got into high school, started playing, you know, high school football and sports and things like that. And and I be and I was really good in sports. And went to college and I played football, but that's where I think I lost my mind. I, I got hurt in college, and I really blamed God for some of the things that I went through. So I got angry at God. So I really did walk away from God. I, I literally walked away and, and, and didn't want anything to do with, and this is in my 20s, did not want anything to do with God. I remember at one time, and I was in college, I really wanted to, I, was, I had a car and I really wanted to drive it as far as I could to uh, like, like at the end of a, a mountain and drive off of, that's how crazy things were in my life back then when I walked away from God. And so I went through a lot of things and then there was a time in my life where I literally came home from college and I, I, my dad had started a business. And that's why I said, almost like the prodigal son, I went to my dad and I said, you know, give me, you know, what's mine. Let me help out. So I went and, and tried to, and, and helped him out some things. I, I got all this money and I was doing things, not the right things with all this money and building mm -hmm. the business was business was booming, but I was also doing some other things I shouldn't have been doing with that money and uh, kind of went crazy to the point then um, eventually, just like the prodigal son, lost it all and lost my mind until I got on, a, I think I was in my, no, about 28 years old, 29 years old, somewhere around there. And I was going to, um, I, I met some young adults um, and they had a, and they were having a, a um, something in the mountains, a retreat in the mountains. And I said, okay, I'll go with you guys. I was invited to say, okay, I'll go. I guess they thought I was as young as they were because they were still in their 20s. And I was early 19, 20 years old. And I was like almost in my 30s, almost 30 years old. And they were like, yeah, you can go. I said, okay, I'll go with you. And so on that mountaintop, I can remember that I looked at these, these young adults and I was like, wow, they got their stuff together. 
And I'm like, I'm, I'll be 30 years old this year. And what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so God had brought them in my life so I could see what I was missing or what I could have been like. And I, I finally, I remember going out on the balcony and I actually got on my knees and I prayed to God and I said, I was sorry. And God kind of, from that moment on, I was, um, you know, sorry. And I, I felt a, a load lifting off and I, and I, I said, God, I'm sorry for being angry at you for some of the things that happened in my life. It wasn't your fault. I made the decisions, not you. Of course, I, I walked away. Um, and from that time I came down from that mountain and God really restored, started restoring my life, just like the prodigal son. And it's funny because I come down from that mountain and probably about, I don't even know how long it'd been, probably about a month later or something like that. That's when we reconnected again. <laughs> so God was really restoring my life back together. Um, so we reconnected. Uh, I even got a good job at that time because uh, I was looking for permanent work. I didn't even have regular work. So God had started even blessing me. And now at all this time, I hadn't even walked back into church yet. We haven't been in church, but God was still restoring me. And I hadn't even made it fully with like the prodigal son all the way back to his house yet. So I hadn't gone to church yet. We had gotten, we, we got married and then on the way to, on a road trip, I had this voice coming, you know, just start talking to my head, say, you need to find a church. I said, I need to find a church. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not going back to church. You know, I'm married now. And, uh, but there were some things in, 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 in her life that she was working on. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell all that. <laughs> you remember, she, she's not fully in the church yet. She's been through that life yet. So, um, so she has some things that she was working on. <laughs> so I told God, I said, on this, on, on this road trip, and I didn't tell her this. I said, you know what? I said, I can't go to church. I said, God, I said, how can I go to church when I don't have, I have a, I'm married, and you look at us as one, and I'm not going to be on the same page as my wife if I go to church, because I know she's not going to want to go to church at this time. So I'm like, how, I said, if you do this, God, and you get her to, to start walking in this kind of way, then I will find a church and we will go to church. Well, one day, guess what? I had to go, we had to go find a church. I said, I said, we got to go find a church. She said, what? I said, yeah, I kind of made a promise to God that if you started talking this way or doing this thing, that we would go find a church. <laughs> so <laughs> we ended up going to find a church and it was a, it was a church that really has, that's focused on, on beginnings and uh, new Christians, I yeah. think. Um, and so we, we built ourselves up at the church. That's what she was talking about to a level that we were at like, okay, what's next? So we're like, when we ask God, what's next? And then God moved us to another level to where we joined another church and helped start building church and start building people. So our focus was on, on building people. So I'm just saying all that to say that even though we do some things in life, we walk away from life. God can still rebuild you as long as you come back to God first. We have to, we have to come back to, we have to make a total 180. And, and, and turn around and come back to God. Yeah. And I'm not saying some people say, you got to make a 360. No, you don't want to be a <laughs> You don't want to go back to where you came from. We just talked about that in, in our service on Sunday. It's yeah. like, no, don't do a 360. Do a 180. Do a 180. <laughs> so, so I was thankful I was able to do that, that 180, and God still honored me. Because I remember we, uh, Ali was talking about the encounters. And mm-hmm. I went to an encounter one time, and in my encounter, I was like, you know, still carrying that thing of being angry at God, but yet not, just not understanding what, what happened. And I remember 
saying, God, okay, God, if you, you, if you had me and you're with me, I want you to show me, just before I go to, go to bed, I said, I want you to show me every time you said that you were with me and I don't think you were with me. Yeah. And I went to bed that night and it was like I had a dream of like a videotape of, in my mm-hmm. life of things that I was going through or things that I had went through where he showed me he was there. And I was like, no way. And <laughs> I woke up that morning, I'm like, no way. He showed me there were times in my life where I did some things and he, he brought people to me. Mm-hmm. He brought people to me to, to be my lifeboat, I would say. You know, I was drowning, but I needed somebody to save me. He brought people to me to, to make me recognize mm-hmm. what I was going through. And I didn't recognize it at that time because you're so cluttered, you're so blinded, you're so, um, you got like the, you're, you're, I'm still hearing the word because again, I went back, I hadn't gone back to church yet, but I'm still hearing the word. I, I prayed to God. And so I started studying the word on my own, but you still have all the weeds around you and the clutter you. So I wasn't fully seeing everything. Mm. So it wasn't until that time where I was like, wow, God is real. God is real. And there, there, there's times in our lives where I would say, like, testimony-wise, even working, like, why are we, this house that we have, why do we still have this house that we have? Because there's, like, times where we didn't have nothing. I can remember. I was like, Lord, how are we going to pay the bills, you know? <laughs> and three years ago, I got laid off. And I was like, wow, I, I was making six figures and all of a sudden, down to nothing? What are we going to do? <laughs> And and I was like, okay, God, you took care of it before. I know you'll do it again. And and in those three years, I didn't have a job. I was doing consulting work, but in those three years, he took care of us. Mm-hmm. I would I would literally make enough money to make sure our bills were paid and make extra money. And we did things. We tra- I think we traveled more in those three years than um yeah. than we ever did. <laughs> we went on mission trips, we went to Jamaica, <laughs> Africa, we went, we've been going. I mean, so God is, is yeah. God is good. We were doing some things that I, and it's like, how did we do it when I didn't have a, tr- a full-time job? Yeah. You know, it, it's as simple as that. And, and then I took a job. Now you want to hear a testimony. <laughs> now, this is crazy. I told you. <laughs> but this is, this is how God works. I took a job. It was making good money again. And I'm like, okay, I can make good money, but I still wanted to coach football. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is work. I can work at home. This job was literally had me working almost all the time. You know, I was working from home, but it was it, the, the work life. Stability, it was not there. And so I literally, how do you work from home and barely see your wife? It was bad. <laughs> That's like, how much like I was literally, working. Literally, <laughs> he was not coming in. He was not going to bed till after 11, 12 o'clock. One, two night. o'clock in the I'm morning. Like, Wait a minute. The purpose of working from home was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, but this I, is not good. He I was took, cranky. I turned to, yeah. He was getting cranky. Yeah, was I was getting angry. Was, and, he, and that yeah. job, literally, I, I believe the devil gave me that job or I didn't really talk to God about that job. Because he didn't have, literally. he wasn't in his word anymore. He wasn't able yep. to get that time in because it was like from six o'clock in the morning, he was rising, shining. He was locked in that office. Yeah. Do you want some, do you want some lunch? No, I don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> so I literally was working <laughs> all the time. And I really did believe I prayed for the guy because I was, there were two jobs I wanted. One would have been would have took me away from coaching football and it was traveling a lot. And the other one was that job working from home. And I 
just saying I took that job. But just to make a long story short, I said that <laughs> I said, I said uh, this job is killing me spiritually. I'm not in the word. I'm not reading word in the morning. But when I get up, because as soon as I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, I'm writing the computer and writing the work. And so one day I woke up. One day I woke up. We went to church the, the week before that, that Sunday, mm -hmm. and some, there was a speaker there, and they were talking about um, slowly dying, how, how a, a lion does its prey. And, the and, wildebeest, uh, how it attacks the wildebeest, yeah. and he doesn't let go, and he just can't until it slowly on, bleeds until out. Until it just bleeds out, and it just bleeds out. So and that, that, yeah. that was, I looked at my life spiritually, and I was like, <laughs> this is what this job is doing. It's totally bleeding me out. I, I'm, I'm totally dying. So Monday comes. And I wake up and I'm like, I go to work. The next day, I, I said, you know, I better do some prayer time, right? So the next day in the morning, in my quiet time, I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning after doing quiet time. And guess what the Holy Spirit said? Quit your job. Oh. I said, quit. No joke, Dave. I said, wait, I said, hold on. I said, mm -hmm. quit my job. We ain't gonna have, how we gonna pay our bills, seriously. And then after that, I said, no, you, you have some money to put away. I said, I do. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that I had some money to put away that could last for a couple of months because I forgot about it. So, um... Wait, 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 wait. I've never had it like that where I just forget about having money set aside. Yeah, it was in, it was in, it was in stock, so... And this is a funny story, okay? This happened... Um, no, this is the second part of it. Um, that the Holy Spirit says quit his job, and I'm like, what? Quit? And I was like, there's no way. How are we gonna? I didn't have nothing going for me. So Holy Spirit said, you know, you have this money, and you can. It, it, it's gonna last you for a couple of, a couple of months. And I said, okay. So I quit. I said I woke up in the morning, sent an email, and said I resign <laughs> that morning. <laughs> he got back in the bed, and I'm waking up, and he said, well. I did it. I said, you did what? He said, I quit. I said, you quit what? He said, I quit my job. I said, whoa, 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 what? He goes, I quit. That's it. I'm done. I said, are you okay? Yeah. And he's like, I feel like a ton of weight have been lifted off of me. Yeah. I said, okay. All right. I get it. But now, I knew I was going to be okay I because it. I was being obedient. He said, quit. The Holy Spirit said, quit. I quit. And so um, I was obedient. And then what happened was not too long after that, you know, I coached football. And um, I was, uh, as a matter of fact, I was coach. I wasn't even getting paid. Yeah. I was just doing it as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. And then one, this, and so I had that money to last for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, one night, one game, it came to me. They brought me a piece of paper. And, he, and the guy said, okay, sign this. I said, what am I signing? <laughs> Oh, we're going to pay you. I said, huh? <laughs> I didn't even know. So they paid me for, for coaching. So that lasted another couple of months. I was like, okay, so, but what's next? Oh, um, why don't you just go apply for the school? So I went to the school district and I started working for the school district. But then there's this crazy coronavirus. <laughs> wow. Corona. So here's another Corona. part. Here's another part of that testimony is comes coronavirus. And, um, I was working for the school district. Half of my pay was sub work. And when you have sub work, you're not contracted. So guess what? That pay is gone. So the other part, they still have to pay you, but that's, you know, 30, 40%. So now again, I'm out of work again, truly, and with no finances. 
But God says, you know what? I got you. I said, okay. And so I'm working, working. And then I finally, and what happened was somebody reaches out to me and I get the job I have now. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, God has truly blessed me in this, this job. And this is, this is the crazy part about this job. Okay. We live in California and, and you have to commute to work sometimes. Well, <laughs> this job, the office truly without traffic is an hour and 20 minutes away without traffic. Yeah, without traffic. So with traffic, we were looking at two hours, two and a half hours. So I was like, okay, the pandemic hit. And so, okay, they told me, oh, you can work from home from right now, but then you'll have to come to the office after, you know, everything released. But pandemic ain't went nowhere. We're still in it. So, but then I was thinking about, you know what? I told my wife, I said, I'm going to show them how good I can work from home. (laughs) (laughs) How good I can work from home. And then they will, and they'll say, yo, you can work from home whenever. So. I'm able to work from home now with no problems from them. And the company's in, in actually out of London. So um, I'm learning a whole lot about what's going on around the world yeah. and in the UK and things like that by working with them. So I've been, I've been saying now, it's a true blessing and testimony that when you're obedient to what God tells you to do, he's going to take care of you. I, yeah. And I look at the stories in the Bible, like Abraham, who just got up and walked and, and took his family and moved and God helped them. I look at stories of, of Moses. I look at the stories, uh, just plenty of stories out there where, where God, when you're obedient, he takes care of you. And then there's Job. Job is obedient. He goes through all these big problems, big things. But guess what? He's still there with God. He still loves God. And, and in the end, he gets back even more than tenfold, a hundred times of what all everything he lost. And so that's what I'm saying. And I know that God is obedient. That's yeah. why we, I never stop tithing. I never stop giving or giving up our time to, to, to people. So I know that God is, is real. Um, I can, I know when I get to a hard time, I can look at back at what he did for me in the past and say, and, and go to God and say, hold on, God, you are true to your word. You did this yeah. back in. I know you can do it here. Yeah. So, yes. So that 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 is me. Sorry, I took up probably a lot of time, but uh, <laughs> that's the short version. <laughs> well, let's just be honest and fair. I think you both got about equal time. I, I think. that's why you call it fifty-fifty love. You know. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it's just really interesting that uh, you know, there's both of you kind of have these really strong peaks and valleys of and each time god's like i got you i got you Mm -hmm. and it's really awesome to see and you know especially in this pandemic time when there are are millions of people who are struggling to pay bills who are struggling to make sense of it all who who are struggling to find work because you know maybe their their career path Mm -hmm. is in hospitality or it's in food service and and they're just out of you know they're out so yeah, just seeing yeah. that God is faithful no matter what. And, you know, maybe someday, you know, God will put you in the same spot you are where you just like forget you got money saved. It was still there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, that's what I forgot to say was that during that time, you told me about that, 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 that I had the money and I quit. At that time, the, the pandemic hit, right? And I go to sell the stock. I go to sell the stock. The day before the, the stock market went went in the hole. The stock was worth 180 something dollars a share. And then uh, the next day it went down to like 112. 
So the day I sold the stock was the day before the, you know, the pandemic hit and they did all the shutdowns. And yeah. so the day that God told me to sell that stock, I sold it that day. And then the next day, it went down to from 187 all the way down to $112 a share. So that was a big saving right there. So God knew what he was telling me to do at that time. So that's what, what you're saying is that you and God caused the, the big sell-off that, that crashed the economy. <laughs> it was, it was that, well, I sold off the day before. It was the next day. Everybody was going crazy. <laughs> He got it in with God like that. Look at him. Yeah. But that's true. I, I had it in. The Holy Spirit really told me that. I didn't yeah. know why. I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll sell it now. Because I almost was going to wait another day. Mm. I was like, oh, you know how we get that, that sluggard, and the Bible talks about the sluggard, and you just get lazy, you don't want to do nothing. I said, oh, I'll just wait till tomorrow. Well, if I would have waited till the next day, how much money I would have lost. Yeah. So yeah. it was a blessing that I did listen to God that day. We've heard about your testimonies. And we've heard the beginning of the God Spot. So let's uh, briefly talk about what have been some of your favorite moments or favorite episodes other than mine that, that you guys have done. <laughs> well, well, the ones that, well, I would say one, one that she, I, I like to listen to was uh, the marriage thing. But the biggest one that I like being a part of was the whole political thing we did about, <laughs> the whole the whole thing we did about how should Christians vote and what is the, the, oh, the right way to vote? And so, but that was, and now people are asking us to do another one now that the, the, the voting is over and, and we have a new president coming in. So we were going to do one then. So now we, we are being asked to do another podcast. about. It. We, have, we initially had said we were going to do the pre and then the post. Yeah. And so, but with all the turn of events now, I told Will, I said, okay, if, if I was apprehensive then, I'm really apprehensive now. Like, this is crazy. But I think it would be a good thing to, I think it would be definitely a good thing to, um, to follow up with, you know? Um, I think one of my I think one of my favorites was um, was we had uh, I guess I could say names right yeah we can do yeah they're out there there. (laughs) I think one of my favorites was my was one of the earlier ones where we interviewed um, uh, Nikki and she did her testimony about her online dating experience meeting someone online and then just going through this horrific abuse kind of deal. Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. one was one of my favorite because it was so raw and real. And I was real, like, yeah. yeah, it was really, um, that was that was back in no, November of ni- yeah, 19, we started in 2019, yeah. And so that one was, I think, one of, one of my favorites because it was just, I was like, we're going for it. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, you know what? We're <laughs> she, just yeah, going to, you know what? Was... You go as deep as you want to deep. We're not censoring anything. You know, people don't want to listen to it. They turn it off. It's fine. And that was one of our bigger, biggest responders because people really were like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. You know, so yeah. yeah I think that, that was really one, cool. one of the favorites, I think. Well, I like the one we did about our life and how we got together. Remember how we got what we, what we, the one we did together about our oh together uh, yeah he asked me my favorite though oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that's what I love about the podcast because we you know we've been introduced um 
We also did, um, you know, the, the Kingdom Bringers. We liked, I lo- enjoyed having that on. So it's just, you know, you get to meet so many cool people through this. So yeah. that's what I like. Look, we yeah. met you. We met you, right? And we met Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I thought you were part of the Ebert thing. When you, so, so, oh, my that. gosh. <laughs> hey. Hey, if I were part of that Eber clan, I would be like you and have that money set aside that I can forget about. Forget about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got six months savings. Where'd that go? <laughs> All right, well, Allie and Will, I have two more segments that we do on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, we do something called the interrogation, uh, oh. where I uh, fire off seven random questions. And just to get your top of the head quick response. And then the final segment is called wise counsel where i see what your wise counsel will be for anybody that wants to step into using their gifts for god's glory so you guys can take turns or you can uh uh yeah, the interrogation we're gonna have to go back and forth because we spit some things out you might know <laughs> we, we will spit out things at the same time sometimes so. no we won't <laughs> go on we got this we're question number one favorite valentine's candy not to choose that's mine too so i ain't gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see you. We're going to get nuts we and juice. Like <laughs> now, is that a California brand? Because I've not heard of it. Well, Seize Candies. Is, you, is, you, is that California? Uh, California? They don't have Seize Candies a... in Chicago? I don't think so. Oh. oh. Yeah, well, it must be. Uh, yeah. 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 Seize Candies are around. Yeah. That's been around for, Seize Candies has been around forever. Kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've been around a very, very long time. It goes real time. crazy about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Valentine's absolutely. Day, Easter, Mother's Day. But you can buy like, you can buy Christmas. in one pound boxes. You can buy in two pound boxes. Yeah. But our favorite is the Nuts and Chews. What's the last movie that you guys watched together and who chose it? The last movie, because now we got Jaden here, probably Jaden chose it. <laughs> oh, what did we just watch? We just watched um the, which movie was? We've seen so many movies now, so we sit home and watch oh uh, Netflix. And oh, I can't even say, I can't from, even think about it. Um, but no, I just bought him the, the, the Pokemon. We just watched Pokemon. With oh, yeah, him. Pokemon, Me Too, Me, me Too, Mewtwo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mewtwo. Yeah. Mewtwo. Yeah. Mewtwo. Yeah. Mewtwo. Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Mewtwo. There you go. <laughs> the full, the full movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the adult movie, we're just going to put it out there. We did watch it because it's something we've been wanting to see. We did watch Bad Boys for Life. We oh, yeah, didn't see it. Life, yeah. I just wanted to see. I had to see it. I had to see it. I know. I know. Eh. But <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. I mean, maybe it's time to take the God Spot thing down and just you know go go to the World Spot. I don't know. <laughs> Those heathens over there. That should be just Yeah, we did. <laughs> Our right, next question is, who is your favorite team? Football. Whatever sport. It's got to be the, the Raiders. And I like to say the Oakland Raiders because I don't like the fact that they moved to Las Vegas. Um, but so I, I'm a football is, is the Raiders. And then for baseball, it'd be the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And rest in peace to uh, Lasorda, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, mm. I'm guilty by association. So I, I'm not I'm not a sports buff, but I support. I'll sit, I'll watch. You know, I 
He's got the game on. I'll be sitting there, yay, watching football. That's right. Look at that home run. Yes. Oh, now she'll <laughs> just grab Jane and go play uh, Nintendo stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. So do you at least know the difference between a touchdown and a home run? So if you're watching the Dodgers, you know it's a homer? That's what I just okay. said. <laughs> okay. You know, she's been a football game just, and I've been coaching so long. She's been <laughs> You know, basketball, goal! <laughs> Why aren't they wearing bibs? What do you mean? What? Well, they're dribbling all over the place. Yeah! <laughs> there you go. We're getting, getting mixed up because this morning when I was on my, when I was on my work, we had our, our, our global um, conference call, right? And so... They come up in the UK. The big thing right now, they're they're still playing. Uh, I call it soccer, but they call it football. They call it football. So they call they say the legends of football. So I'm thinking legend of football. Okay, let me see the legends. He's of all football. excited. <laughs> they, got, they got legend of soccer, not legend of football. <laughs> Anywhere you go, even when we're in Jamaica, they're like, "Yeah, football." And he's like, "Wait a minute, not football." Oh, you mean soccer? Okay, I got it. <laughs> even Africa, even Africa, the same Africa's way. Africa's the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, question. In Africa, I even took a football, uh, American football with us to Africa, and they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> it was so funny when I had to show them what to do with it. I'm sorry, just go ahead. <laughs> They're like, your rugby ball is deflated. It's not big enough. <laughs> they didn't even know it was rugby. They was like, what are we supposed to do what with it? What are we supposed to do with it? One of the kids said, we could kick it. <laughs> what do we do with it? That's funny. <laughs> All right, question number four. What's the uh, last scripture that you've read? I just read the whole book of, um, well, not the whole book, the whole chapter of chapter. Luke 10. Job 5. All right. Job 5. Reading through the whole Bible in a yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> we read the Bible every day. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, what's the biggest fear in your life? Oh, I'm still struggling with that one. And that is one of the encounter things in my fear is I have a feel of a fear of failure. So that is my biggest thing as a man. That's a, a I think, uh, a, a macho thing and that we fail. But I've even gone back through history. I learned a lot of people, a lot of people who succeeded most failed the hardest. Um, so don't be don't be scared to 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 do something different. Um, so that's where my part. That's why I lie. Sometimes I got to go out go outside the box and not be scared to fail. I think for me, um, one, of, one, of, uh, one of the biggest fears, I shouldn't say one of the biggest fears, but I do have a fear that um, my daughter is going to not, I won't be able to see her, how should I say it? It's a sensitive subject, but that I won't be around to see God bring to her a provider and a supporter for her and Jaden. And that's one of my biggest, yeah, that, that's a thing for me, if that makes sense. Security. Yeah, security. I want to know that, you know, that she's taken care of and that, you know, that she has what I, you know, what I have. And she doesn't have that right now. So that's always kind of like, oh. You know, but I mean, she does okay by herself, but still, it's nice to have that partner, that lifelong, you know, that husband to where she can lean on. And I know she wants that too. So pray, pray with us. God will send her that man. (laughs) Absolutely. But I'm taken, so I can't help out. No, yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so random question. Um, it sounds like, so you've got Jaden who's fairly young and then how old's your daughter? That's her own. Oh, she is 31, just turned 31 in November. Jaden's her son. Jaden's her son. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the grandson. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Like, that's like, like there's a little gap for you guys. <laughs> well, we do know some people like that that are older and they do have little kids. So. Yeah. So he um when she moved back home right when the pandemic hit. Okay. And so um and in that time she decided she was like she was like I'm gonna go into law enforcement and we're like okay so that prompted you know every all the things that was going on and so she was like I'm gonna go into law enforcement so she got enrolled in school which she's still in school. Um, and so she was doing some things and she actually had interviewed for the Acad police Academy out in Vegas. And she just, she really wanted to get to Vegas. That's where she wanted to go. So turns out she didn't get into law enforcement out there, but she did get into, um, she got another job. And so she just, uh, within the last two weeks or so, she's about three weeks now, three yeah, weeks, three, three weeks then about three weeks, she got a job with the boys and girls club out there. Um, doing fairly well and so you know just for security Jaden is still in school even though he's virtual you know he's online distance distance learning so he stays here and he does his schooling and you know they FaceTime or whatever we're going out there this weekend and so yeah you know so better that way anyway so so you're gonna go out to see her in the Vegas area yeah yeah are, are you guys going on a quote-unquote mission trip to the casinos no, no, you know no. what? We don't do casinos when we go out there. Like seriously, well, we, stay there, but we, don't we might stay, but we don't. We don't do the. I don't give. I'm like, no, I don't want to give away yeah. my money. No, we go find the best places to go eat. That's so what we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so we, and then we, we watch shows out there. You know, shows or if they have you know some good shows or something like that. But no, those tables are not getting our money. Hey, so, and you know, right now mm-hmm. I have a, I have an old guy, an old friend of mine I used to play football with, and he has. Um, he's a minister. He 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 has he's doing ministry work out there, and his pastor is a former NFL football star quarterback, uh, Randall Cunningham, and he has a church out there. So Randall Cunningham has a church in in Vegas. So I may go by and see see them when 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 I'm out there because we get together on Saturdays. It's a bunch. Believe it, believe it or not, there's a bunch of men who get together online, um, do do a Zoom conference call. And a lot of us are ex-athletes. There are some in there that are not athletes, but um, we have people like Rod Woodson. We have ooh, a lot of a lot of NFL ex-NFL players and, and ex-college uh, players and and things like that. And we get together and we talk about the Bible. And we we a lot of them are are, are newly converted uh, to Christianity. So we kind of walk them through the steps of uh, of, of faith. Iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is very good. Yeah. All right. So the final question of the interrogation, other than Jesus, it's too obvious an answer. Who would you most like to have as a guest on the God Spot? Oh, other than Jesus, they have to be alive. Do they have to be alive? No. No. Um. You know what? I'm sticking with this answer because I'm sorry. I'm going before you. I want Kanye West. That's who I want. I did an episode about yes, that. Yes, did. And that I'm still saying I want Kanye West. But it was a good one because I want to talk to him. I do. I, I want. Yep. I want. I, I want to be able to look face to face, eye to eye. That's who I'm sticking with. 
Go, your turn. <laughs> that might be hard for me to beat. I don't, I don't know. Um, but if I had to, with, with all, all the things that's happening right now, and who, you know, I'd like to have on, um, would really be to be truthful. It just, and the name just popped in my head, be Abraham Lincoln. And the reason being is I would want to look at the whole. Wow. Uh, I would want to look at the whole country in in freeing the slaves and the the fight between um, the, the, the you know the civil you. war and coming out of the civil war mm-hmm. and coming out of all of that. How did you know things change? You know, coming out of the civil war and freeing mm-hmm. the slaves and stuff like that because that's because of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then I think that was a time where they had separation between the states. Um, so I would like to see, you know, even study that for a change. Um, and, you know, and, and the other person would be a John Adams. He had a lot of saying, um, uh, I guess a lot of quotes that people, that people use right now that have to do with religiously about, um, about self-governing and taking care of our, ourselves, um, in a moral and, and just way. Because if we did, we would, if we did self-governing right, that we would actually love one another and and be moral ourselves, and so we would if we would love ourselves and do things ourselves right. We would also do that for other people as well. Yeah. So those are the, those are kind of like a two that I would be. And this it is weird that come with that. But you only I get one. Okay. You only get one. <laughs> so after you would interview uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, would you guys uh, maybe go out together, go see a show? <laughs> Yeah, as long we as I was sitting in the balcony. Yeah, we come see you. We come see you. Yeah, I don't have a balcony seat. I could be in the front. <laughs> <laughs> For February, we're honoring Black History Month. Who is a person that inspires you that we should all know and study beyond the month of February and Black History Month? Oh. Black History Month? Um, I want to say the... Uh, well, not to say Martin Luther King, but that's a, just a normal thing. That's a thing. given. Yeah, yeah that's, a given. A, that's a um, given. But I want to say, and off the top of my head, um, I would say Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court. Um, and the reason why is when, you, when you're in the Supreme Court, you make a lot of decisions. And how do you separate, and, and, and biblically, how do you separate or can you separate your personal emotions and your feelings to come up with a just and right answer or way? So I would like to sit down and, and really, I wish I could talk to them and even ask, how do they, how do they do that? I wish I could talk to anybody on the Supreme Court right now and just say, how do they um, come up with some of the, the, the answers? But he would be somebody I would like to actually, um, I think we need to look more into his life um, mm. for Black History Month. Wow. I don't, oh, geez, that's a tough one. Mm. There are so many. Um, but I think I'm going to be the rebel on this one, only for sake of um, getting to know and digging deeper into the real person and not just what um, is presented. And I would say, um, I would definitely say, Malcolm X. I'm going to say Malcolm X. And the reason why is because there's so, there is so much more to him than what was actually, you know, than what was, than what we see and what we know. And 
was portrayed because if it wasn't then why was he assassinated even by his own people you you get me and so there there was definitely yeah why did he make a 180 and why did he do a 180 exactly you know and even though it it wasn't a, a a 180 you know his belief system wasn't you know i i you know it's it's islam muslim i'm sorry um but the person himself is is what would be i would you know definitely like you know have people dig into that and look into a little more and you know even at eight years old um i'm we're talking his uh jaden's classes is you know talking about martin luther king day and having you know we're at that age now i'm having to show him like well who was that you know who is he you know, so we're sitting down now and showing him videos and, you know, talking to him about, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, I even showed him, you know, the March on Washington when they did the March on Washington and kind of saying, hey, this is what you saw on the news the other day. He's like, yeah, you know, I said, well, this is where Martin Luther King went, you know, in 1963. And he's like, wow, you know, so to be able to make the, it's, a, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, the history books are going to be interesting about it. I heard we're going to be talking about, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, 100 years, yeah. 50 years, whatever. History no. books are very interesting. As if the Lord tarries that long. I, you know, sometimes I look at the news and I'm like, yeah. <sighs> even Jesus doesn't know the day or the hour, but I think God's no. saying, don't buy any green bananas. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm calling the Lord. Lord, come. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the final, final question. Uh, for anybody listening that's looking to use their gifts for God's glory, what would your wise counsel be? You want to go first? Yeah. My wise counsel would be passion. It would be what stirs you, what moves you, what is, is, is the strongest thing in you. Because we, we, we've gone to a church and, and they would say, Get involved in every ministry you can, because then you'll find your way. But the thing is about it is like you can do that too, and then whichever one stirs you the most is where your passion, what what's in your heart. So I would say it's it's the passion. So whatever that passion is that you 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 just can't you just have you have this drive to to want to be with those pe- those type of people or like. Um, Homeless is not one of my passions, but I, I go out and I work with homeless company, uh, homeless people. But my passion is to see people being healed and, mm-hmm. and, and to come to Christ. So that's my passion. So it's, it's what drives me. And that's what it makes me happy to see other people happy. So I would say that passion to make, that makes you happy. That's what you want to go with and, and to make it look like you're, you know, you're doing something also good for somebody else mm-hmm. or yeah, it's just that passion. You, if it's that passion that drives you, if it, it stirs up in your heart and your spirit. That's what you want to do. I'm going to say um, definitely first pray. Definitely seek the Lord on it because too many times we can we can say yes too many times we say yes (laughs) and then we run out there and then we're so let down or disappointed because it's in our minds it didn't work out the way it was supposed to and one of the biggest things question would be well did you seek the Lord on that first and did the Lord direct you in that way and so my biggest thing would be 
pray about it and wait and wait on the answer because when God's ready to do it and have you move in that, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, a podcast, whatever, you know, whatever, it's going to fall in line and in place. Um, will it always be perfect? No, because we're always going to, I mean, Somebody you know, it, yeah, <laughs> we put our, you know, we get in the, we tend to get in the way, but for the most part, for the overall part, it's going to fall in place and it's going to be like, oh, this is what it is, you know? And so um, that's my big, that's my biggest thing. That's why a lot of times I think right now we're in the midst of, um, we haven't put out a lot of stuff yet because I want to, you know, we're praying and we're seeking the Lord and asking him for direction. Where do you want us to go next? You know, we don't want to step out beyond ourselves because this wasn't made of ourselves. This is a God thing. This is definitely a God thing. We want to make sure that we honor him in, in that with everything that we do. And so pray, 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 pray. And I do believe that because the Bible does say his, his, his light, his light is a lamp to our feet. Yeah. So he will show us which way to go as long as we're stepping in his light. Sometimes mm-hmm. we, 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 sometimes we step out of that light yeah. and we take it to where places that we're not supposed to take it and like will said if it's a if it's so burning so deep in your soul then you know god's gonna you know god's gonna honor that and say okay this is what you need to do this is how it needs to look this is how it needs to set up this these that you know um oh, you can, you can and like, directions and, and like yeah <laughs> and you know like um and dave i know you see it a lot you know even with the pod you know with podcasts a lot of people are, there's been times where i'm like well maybe i should you know maybe start monetize going for monetizing on this but god didn't tell me that Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to step, I'm not going to go in there. I'm not right. doing it. You know, it's tempting to try and do it, but I'm not, God didn't say do it. So I'm not doing it. And I know you've seen, you know, you know, a lot of people and you see that end of it. And so God didn't speak that to me. So I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. So self move <laughs> out the way. <laughs> <laughs> like ludicrous move self get out the way look at you dave <laughs> yeah it's all right dave i'm gonna steal i'm gonna steal that one from you <laughs> i'm gonna do that well, Allie, Will, thank you guys so much for uh, being with us. It's all good. Hey, thank you for having us.